Have you ever wanted to play the drums with Guns N' Roses? How about being serenaded at a dinner by Andre Bocelli, right under the statue of David in Florence, or even get married by the Pope at the Vatican? Well, my next guest can arrange all this for you. He is called the modern day Wizard of Oz. He's a luxury concierge to the stars and a rogue renegade from London. I am honored and privileged to announce today's guest is Steve D. Sims. And we'll be going over the mindset that makes you successful to go for your dreams and have a great time doing it. We'll cover how did Steve go from an everyday Londoner who was a high school dropout to working with celebrities like Sir Elton John, Bocelli, and mega entrepreneurs Elon Musk and Richard Branson. How can you become fearless and make your dreams come true in your career? How can our listeners, many of them who suffer from childhood and love trauma, use the mindset that Steve teaches to get back out there and get exactly what they want in life and love? What is exactly Steve's secret to success? And how did he cultivate this for himself? And you'll find out exactly how you may be able to hire the billionaire's concierge. All this and more today on Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Mill and Steve D. Sims. Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 5 of Lessons in Life and Love. I'm your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on LessonsInLifeAndLove.com and on your favorite podcast app. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about so that you can indeed create the life you desire and to have the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to help change the way the world loves. So I'll be giving you tips on how to create amazing, emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious relationships and how to avoid toxic, painful ones that are too prevalent today. If at any time you're struggling during the week, do reach out to me at my website, rihannamilne.com, and tell me what you're struggling with. I'll be glad to see how I can help you best. It's time to create that life you desire and to have the love that you deserve. So let's dive in, love angels and transformers. Today, we have this amazing guest, Steve D. Sims. I'm so honored to have him on my show today. I describe Steve as a hustler, a rogue, a renegade, a no-bullshit person, confronting, fearless, and honest. His job is to make the impossible possible by creating astonishing events for the high net worth and exclusive elites all over the world. His philosophy is, what could you do tomorrow if you had no one laughing at you? Steve's here to help you have a no bullshit approach to life, love, and business. Author of the book, Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen, as well as his own podcast, you've got to hear what Steve has to say from how it's cool to be ugly and the importance of the chug test. Welcome to the show, Steve. So good to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. I really, really loved your large personality when I met you in my mentor's Mark Lack's class. I felt like we bonded right away talking about mindset for success and the energy for life and going for it without fear. And I'm like, this is my guy. I got to get to know him a little bit better. <laughs> I love everything that you teach. I know my people will really appreciate it as well. They're always looking to learn more to give them the edge in life, love and career. I know a little bit about your story, but maybe some of my listeners don't. How did that journey begin from being on the streets in London to working with top billionaires and celebrities? I finished school when I was 15. Um, oh, wow. 
went on the building sites and started the usual kind of like pubs on a Friday night. Just the same as any entrepreneur, just the same as you, Mark Lack, any of the people we know. Entrepreneurs, we get aggravated, you know, we don't settle. You don't know you're an entrepreneur, you just know that you're maybe different. And at the time, I thought to myself, is this it? Is this what my life is? And so I went on a quest to try and find out how other people thought. Because I noticed that I was in a room full of poor bikers. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm in a room full of poor bikers, well, guess what I am? So surely if I just change my room, I will suddenly become what they are. So if I could get into a room full of billionaires, that's the goal. I just tried that. Failed and it went wrong and I didn't get into places until I started to. So... I just carried on with that persistency until I ended up getting to communicate with billionaires. And then I needed a reason for them to stay connected with me. Yeah. And so at the early stages, because my night job, because uh, I didn't have a day job, my night job was a doorman of a, of a nightclub. Okay. I started recommending all the best clubs and all the best parties. And then I started throwing my own parties. And fast forward to today, I've been involved in everyone from the Grammys to the New York Fashion Week, Sorrel and John, the Formula One in Monaco. So I just carried on that path of how bigger can I make this? How better can I make this? How wider can I make it? While always focusing only on billionaires and maybe some really nice millionaires. But <laughs> you really had to have a pretty impressive checkbook for me to be working with you. I think that's really, really cool. I know names like Elton John, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, Bocelli, and entrepreneurs like Richard Branson, Elon Musk. I mean, these are all people we would all like feel so honored to meet and have a cool discussion with them. And you get to hang out and party. I mean, what better yeah. job is there than that? Oh my God, it's just ridiculous. And the, the daft thing is I'm 54 years old now and I still sit there chatting away with Elton John. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, hang on a minute, I'm sitting here talking about Elton John and it will just... It would just shock me. And so it is mind-blowing, the kind of rooms that I've now managed to get in and the conversations and the texts I get. It's just ridiculous. It's so I don't cool. take it for granted. It's really cool. And I've worn my biker jacket and leather shirt and you're honored today. Oh, thank you. I love bikers and I love riding on the back of a motorcycle. And I said, I never get to wear this. I'm going to wear it now. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Appreciate uh, the effort. It felt really fun to do that. And it reminds me too of when I was a teenager, I worked for a number one radio station, WFIL radio and ended up going to Penn State for broadcasting. That station sponsored all the big concerts. So I got to stand on stage with Freddie Mercury of Queen, the entire encore and party afterwards. And then I was meeting people like Gino Vanelli and Joe Frazier was a good friend of mine. And as a teenager, I'm like, oh my God, I'm meeting all these celebrities, whether they're sports celebrities or music entertainers or, you know, business people around Philadelphia. It was really a great job for a kid to have. And that kind of got in my blood. So as you were telling me these stories, I'm like, I know how cool that is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then my daughter ended up singing with Ja Rule and is on three multi-platinum CDs. She's also a global life coach. But I just walked into a club in South Beach, Florida, which you said you used to live in Delray, and just went up and said hello. And we had a 20-minute conversation about spirituality. And he goes, oh, my God, you're so cool. Yeah, I want to meet your artist. You know, I didn't say at the time it was my daughter. And <laughs> we just bonded on a whole different topic than music. And he always treated me with such respect, also my daughter. It's cool 
people working in those circles, but I always say to my friends, if they happen to be with me, don't be a groupie. Don't ask for a picture. Just hang out. You know, it really is quite fun. I had a funny story on that because I met Elton John, started working for him and did so for eight years. And I wanted a picture because my dad had always loved Elton John. And I wanted a picture with Elton John that I could send to my mum and dad, who still lived in the same house that I was raised up in, in England. Uh. And just to show them that, hey, you know, we went from listening to Elton John in East London to I'm working with the guy, you know, side by side him at the biggest Oscar party every year. The first year, I didn't ask because I was obviously nervous and I had to make sure everything worked right. The right. second year, okay, it started again. By the third year, I'd miss my window, you know, and it would have looked Imagine walking up to your best friend. Now, Elton's not my best friend by any means, right. but imagine walking up to your best mate and going, hey, hey, can I get a selfie? You just, it changes the dynamic it of does. the relationship. I so know. I missed the window. And it I was one that- picture with Ja and I had one picture with Freddie that I asked at the very end of the event. The whole night I wouldn't yeah. ask, you know, yeah, but you I had didn't a ruin night. that dynamic. I had seven years. Um, and then one year I'm actually helping orchestrate or structure some people getting some photographs with him that were big sponsors of the event and stuff like that. And uh, he said to me, he said, we've never got a picture. Do you want a picture? Ah, yeah, I do, you know, so, (laughs) but it took seven years for me to get that picture. Yeah. Well, we are smart. We don't play the groupie card. You just can't. Yeah. You got to be careful. (laughs) All right. So what makes you fearless? What did you do that you learned? You don't care about what people say and think. What propels you to go for it? No matter what, do you ever feel the fear and you just go for it anyway? Or you just say, what the hell do I have to lose? Wow. So you jumped about 10 questions into that (laughs) one. So let's go through it. What kind of makes me go forward without that fear. My wife has always said that I'm ignorant. And when your wife says you're ignorant, that's never usually a good thing. But the way that she explains it is I'm ignorant to the potential that I'm going to lose. I'm ignorant to the failure. I'm ignorant to the fact that the person could say no to me. I don't even see these things. They're not even a consideration. So that's helped me appear fearless while actually be just being ignorant. You know, so that's actually done very, very well for me. Over the years, I have gone nervous. But the funny thing is, I've usually got nervous 10 minutes into the event because I, I'm so focused on making sure everything's going right, whether it be establishing a relationship, handling an event, working with a client, that only when we start to get onto the free flow and it starts to run on its own accord, do you get the chance to sit back and then you go, well, hang on a minute, I'm here with Andrea Bocelli in Florence, or hang on a minute, I'm here with the Pope. You know, <laughs> the reality that it's moment, it's... yeah, the reality hasn't snuck in, so yeah. I've never got panicked. Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve is a five-star rated book and quoted as the guidebook on love. An Amazon number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams clearly tells you who to date or avoid and why, how to heal from toxic partners, 
how to date to attract an emotionally healthy partner, and how to have loving, safe, fabulous, and sustainable relationships. Over 400 pages of eye-opening facts based on research that will change the way you love. Love Beyond Your Dreams, available in paperback on Amazon.com and in BN.com, in the Barnes & Noble Bookstore, and on e-readers Kindle and Nook. Get your copy now and read it cover to cover. Love Beyond Your Dreams, break free of toxic relationships to have the love you deserve because it's time you have the love that you deserve. I actually also like getting scared, which is a funny thing. You know, I raced motorcycles. I used to do uh, amateur kickboxing. I did MMA. And I'm not brilliant at any of those things, but I like doing them because you get nervous. And it's that moment when you're waiting on the grid and the, the flag's about to go green and you're going to suddenly hit that first corner at 160 mile an hour. And you kind of get that kind of... <laughs> but you're an adrenaline it's, junkie. It's, well, it's just, I think what it is, it, and it leads to your final question, I like to get uncomfortable because every time I get uncomfortable, it stretches me. And so I like to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because then I get used to being able to conquer absolutely anything. And that's an important factor. I think today, today we're uncomfortable. Today we don't know what's going on. Today there's mm -hmm. too much noise, distraction, disruption, confusion, and that's going to happen again. It may not be called a pandemic. It may be called a recession. It may be called a political change. But there's many times in our life that we are forced to become uncomfortable. If we can get comfortable in it so that it doesn't paralyze us, and that's the issue. When people get scared, they fall into a coma, okay? Mm -hmm. Paralysis by analysis. If we at that moment can go, okay, I'm scared. Okay, I'm uncomfortable but I'm going forward regardless. Yes. That's a trait that really enables you to conquer even today's tough times. I love that. I teach what's called the mindset for success. And I teach about living in the light side or living in the dark side of life. And in the light side, this is where challenge is. And in Buddhism, they teach this is the earth school. We're supposed to be challenged, expect it. So when it does come up, now you think outside of the box, what one to two solutions can you come up with? And you focus on the solution, not the fear right? You're yep. being proactive, not reactive. You're being an educated conscious choice, not an uneducated unconscious choice. If you can remember living in the light side, it just helps you to move forward. It's very similar what you're teaching here. For our audience who has suffered with past childhood trauma and find themselves just stuck in business or they battle anxiety, those fear-based negative thoughts, which come from the dark side, what do you suggest to change their mindset? We've all had Trauma. We've all had things go yes. wrong. We've all had failures. We've always fallen over. But the funny thing is my dad, who was this big Irish bricklayer, not the sharpest, most articulate tool in the shed. He once said to me that no one ever drowned by falling in the water. They drowned by staying there. Mm. So the first thing you have to do whenever you get any form of trauma and trauma could be losing a contract. Trauma could be losing a job. It doesn't have to be excesses of violence or some emergency. Trauma can be small, it can be big, but it's still trauma. And it's how you respond to it that will change whether or not it owns you or you own it. Everyone's got trauma. 
And it doesn't matter if it's big or if it's small, it's trauma. And it's that trauma that can actually help you grow. So people that have not been from, say, a considerate, loving family now are very considerate and very loving. Mm -hmm. For those people like myself that never came from money and we had hardships with money, money meant something different to me, not because it enabled me to buy a first-class ticket, but it gave me security. It gave me peace of mind. It gave me stability. So it's how you react to the trauma that it can actually educate and propel and fuel you to not only overcome, but also overachieve. That's absolutely right. I love that. That's so true. For those in my audience that have suffered from love trauma, so emotional abuse, narcissistic abuse, they're afraid to get out there and try again. How do they increase their confidence to start dating and have an open heart and open mind to try again without that fear when it comes to love? Okay, so the first thing is fear can paralyze you, and that should be never what happens. There's, there was a movie once that I watched when I was a kid, classic boy movie, Point Break, and there's okay. a line in it that says, fear causes hesitation, and hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. And that ah. stuck with me forever, and it was only a line from a movie, but it meant so much to me. If anything causes you to stop, it's death. Because nothing that stands still grows, is vibrant, is alive, has momentum. And you need momentum to grow. If you've been in a bad relationship, and I've only had a couple, but if you've been in a bad relationship, analyze it. Don't try to run away from it. Stare at it and go, well, okay, where did it go wrong? What did I learn from this? What was the tips? Because we're all geniuses and experts five seconds after it going wrong. Okay. That experience is something we get a couple of seconds after we needed it most. That's the simple fact there. You've been through a bad relationship. So you now know. You're now qualified and an expert at what a bad relationship looks like. And what not to do again. (laughs) You've now got the warning signs. You've now got the alarm bells. You've got everything there that can go, oh, okay, that didn't work because of this, or it looked like that, or I was going after that. You're now educated. You're now qualified and credible at what a bad relationship looks like. So if you allow that fear to stop you, then that trauma now owns you. But if you allow yourself to analyze it and go, hey, fear's not going to stop me. It's going to propel me. Let me ask you this question. If you're in a building and you're in the audience and you're watching me speak and I come out and I go, hey, and there's... 2,000 people in the auditorium, okay? Mm-hmm. And I go, hey, the first two people that run out the back door, there's a suitcase there with a million dollars cash in it. How many of the audience do you think are going to run out to get it? Probably no one. Correct. But if I walk on stage, I grab the microphone and I say one word, fire. How many people are going to leave the auditorium? We'll start looking around for a minute. Who's going to leave first? <laughs> If I'm shouting fire from the stage, (laughs) you know, everyone's now moving. You see, that fear is going to propel you to get the bloody hell out of the auditorium. It isn't going to stop you. It isn't going to stand still. So a lot of people say, well, when I get frightened, I stand still. No, when someone threatens your life, fear makes you run away. 
-hmm. It makes you protect yourself. When there's a burning building, it causes you to run out. When someone's threatening you, you run. The bottom line is fear can create momentum. Yes. You can now dictate where that momentum is. I'm scared to talk to a celebrity. Okay. So should that fear stop me from doing it and therefore the fear has won? Or should it propel me to try and then be thankful I tried? I have tried so many times in my life and failed that it's educated me on how to do it properly. Now, here's the daft thing. As human beings, we don't hold on to pain, okay? We hold on to the memory. Yeah. But we don't hold on to the feeling. Have you ever trapped your thumb in a door or hit it with a hammer? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did it hurt? Yes. Right. Can you tell me exactly, vividly, what the pain was like? Probably not at this stage. No. No. Forget it. You know it hurts. You know you don't want to do it again. You know that you'll do anything to avoid it. But you can't actually remember. I've got tattoos on my arm. The first ever tattoo I got on my arm, I passed out. I was a kid and it hurt. Yeah. Six months later, I got my other arm done. And guess what? I passed out again (laughs) because it bloody hurt. You know, we don't remember. If we could remember as human beings, if we could actually hold on to the actual feeling of that, of that pain, uh, that emotion, how many women do you think would ever have a second child? Right. That's for sure. You know, (laughs) so when we fail at something, We don't remember. We just go, oh, that didn't work. Let's try again. Because that feeling subsides. When you get it right, it doesn't matter how many times you got it wrong because you've now got it right. And so someone actually said to me, and I'm sorry to babble, but someone actually said to me once, the definition of hell is to meet the person you could have been. That is my fear. I don't want to miss out on an opportunity. I don't want to miss out on a risk. I don't want to wake up in the morning going, I didn't do that yesterday because I was scaredy cat. Because I don't ever want to meet that person that I could have been. I want to meet the person that meets the person that didn't take the chances and go, I'm glad I'm not you. Exactly. I mean, I always said since I was young, I got a 50-50 shot. They're going to say hello. At least I know I tried. If I didn't try, I would be upset. So I'll take that 50% shot, you know, and I saw P. Diddy at a nightclub. I went up and he goes, hey, how are you? You're fun. Hang out with us. So we hung out all night. (laughs) Why not? Had a 50-50 shot. He would say hello to my daughter and I. I mean, it's just the way the world works. This is one thing I always try to teach my people. And I saw one of your quotes in your book, Blue Fishing, which you guys have got to get. His Bluefish playbook is amazing, but it said this one, what happens to you is not your obituary. Get back up again, Bluefisher. I like that one. And failure is just an education what not to do. For every failure, you're learning. Take pride in your scars. And this one, it's not about your IQ. It's about I can. Oh, fabulous. There's just so many great words of wisdom in here. The Bluefish playbook, and you've got to make sure you get that. Now, where can people find you? And can people hire you to do these really cool things? Like you had taken people down to the Titanic. And I mean, you've had someone play on stage with Aerosmith, the drums, sing with Journey. 
you do all these super cool things. Can just the average everyday person hire you? The average everyday person can hire me, but let's be blunt, the average everyday person can't usually afford me. Doing all of those experiences puts me in, in the sandpit of billionaires and millionaires. But predominantly what I do now via stevedsims.com is I coach people. I coach them, I train them for you to be able to do it yourself. You see, the bottom line of it is I'm a bricklayer from London that's now worked with the Pope and Elon Musk. If I can do it, you're already out of excuses. So I spend a lot more of my time now with the book Bluefishing, getting people to do it themselves. We've got a free Facebook group called An Entrepreneur's Advantage with Steve Sims. We literally just throw free stuff in there to get you how to do it. So yes, they can hire me to do it, or I can help you do it for yourself. Singles, are you really frustrated and tired of the dating scene? Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse or harder to meet someone wonderful, here comes coronavirus and our inability to go out at all to date. Now you're really feeling the pangs of loneliness and wondering, where do I go from here? Well, things will normalize soon and we'll all be emerging from our homes and dates in the real world will occur again. The question is, Will you be ready? I have designed a brand new mini series for singles called Success in Dating. Let's talk about love. I cover the top five dating frustrations and most asked for advice from my single over 20 years of coaching them, find them happy relationships. This is a part of my most popular intensive singles program, Dating to Mating, that is four to six months long with a 150 page notebook. But you can do the mini series at home in no time. It's a perfect way to tap into the quality of information in Dating to Mating and get amazing dating advice from me, your coach, on your audios and videos. Check it out at rihannamilne.com forward slash dating mini series because it's time to have the love that you deserve. Tell me about the course, The Distillery. It's not really a course. It's got some course material in it. Okay. It's got some videos. It's got some tutorials. But it's my inner circle, which means we do a ton of live AMAs. We literally just did one about an hour ago with one of the hosts of one of the top podcasts in America on how to build up a community. And we've got another one in a few days time with Jim Quick. And I've done them with the head of Victoria's Secrets and Ralph Lauren. So I do these live AMAs with experts where all my Sims Distillery members at simsdistillery.com can actually join me and ask these people questions because I believe your success is maybe hindered by maybe the next answer. And it can make you go, oh, I didn't think about that. I'm going to do it. And bang, it makes you more productive. So the Sims Distillery is my inner circle. Okay. It's for those people that commit a little bit to me, I'll overcommit to you. I love that. Uh, you mentioned Ralph Lauren. I was one of his executive secretaries at one time in New York. Was oh, right. Okay. Years old. Yeah, he was a great man. Really nice, nice guy. And there's one thing he said to me. He goes, Rihanna, if my wife or kids ever call... I don't care who I'm with, you put them through. And I said, even yep. Anna Wintour, who is the editor of yep. Vogue. And he goes, yeah. yeah, she's a woman. She'll be happy I take the call from my wife. <laughs> so Yeah, I do the same. The only call that can ever disturb a meeting of mine is my wife. I love that. That's how every man should think. Now, your podcast, The Art of Making Things Happen, is at stevedsims.com forward slash podcast. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? 
it's my excuse to talk to my friends and just to kind of like rant and have a giggle. But I also like to go on there and tell stories of things that I've got up to and the lessons I've learned from them. And most of the lessons I've learned from things going wrong. So I'll talk about something I did in Florence or in Japan and how it could have been better if this had happened and how we use that for the next event. So I give a lot of my personal stories and what I came up with and what made me better. And by doing that, hopefully you can take it and it can impact you and make you better. And it's the same. Your book is Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. Again, make sure you guys pick that up. So your coaching programs, talk about that. I know you have a one-day event and that's yeah. magnificent. So if someone hired you for the day, what does that look like? It's going to get you uncomfortable. I do two programs. I do the Speakeasy Community, which is my monthly coaching program. And then there's another thing that you're referring to called the deep dive. And it's not cheap. It's 15,000 bucks. And I, I basically come along and sit on you for the entire day. And we go through what's your problem? What's holding you back? What's your goals? What's your aspirations? Who's in your circle? And we audit you for an entire day to try and find out where are you focusing too much energy on other projects, you know, worth the juice. Try to find out where we can increase you by subtracting the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. It's, it's a real rattler. We shake you up, turn you inside out, and then spit you out after I've left more <laughs> That's what a good coach leaner. has to do. But that's not the way a lot of coaches do it. A lot of coaches seem to be now like a slash between your best friend and a therapist. That's not me. If you want to kind of like, you know, sob and cry and hug something, get a dog. But if you want to suddenly become more impactful, that's what I focus on. Love it. Okay. Now, there was a, a couple of comments I mentioned that you would talk about when you say, be your ugly self and the chug test. Can you tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about that? So be yourself is, I believe we're a battery. And I believe we wake up in the morning and we're on 100%. We're all charged. We're all ready to fire. Why do you spend any of that energy, any of that battery life on trying to be someone who you're not? Why do you try to pretend to be smarter than you are? Why do you use words that you don't commonly use? Why do you spend your energy and your money on buying a car that you shouldn't be driving? There's too many of these fake shell kind of things that people get involved in that reduce your energy level. What about if you just spent 100% of that energy focusing on the client's problem that you can be the solution for? That's mm. what it is. So I say, warts and all, this is it. You know, the guys work with millionaires and billionaires, and they have a word with me because I'm stunningly attractive. That's just been a perk. But, You're just you your know, fabulous, so, authentic self. You're just it, fun it, to be this with. This is it. Yeah. This, this, I have no energy. And have you noticed, when we were kids... Okay. You remember how you used to spend a lot of the morning and the evening and the day trying to be cool and trendy? Do you remember as kids? Trying to be light. Yeah. You, 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 were, you know, oh, everyone's wearing that T-shirt now. I've got to wear that T-shirt. Everyone's into this music. I've got, we spent so much energy trying to be someone that we were not. We became cool the second we stopped trying. And, you know, it's, it's a weird kind of thing there, but that's, that's what the element was. And I also created something called the chug test. I thought to myself, look at everyone in my life. Would I go and chug a whiskey with them? 
You know, would I throw back a whiskey shot? Would I do it? <laughs> and I looked at my world and I went, there's a lot of people in my world that I would not want to spend any time with. Really? So I started getting them out of my life. And uh -huh. I thought, I'm only going to have people in my life that can pass the chug test. My accountant. Would I want to, can I bump into him in the street and go and have a coffee with him or go and hang out with him? You know, and people go, yeah. well, he's only there to do your accounts. Your life is too short. You have a really short span of life here. Don't waste it with people that aggravate you or you can't connect with. Find someone else that does just as good a job that you can connect with. Because when you connect with people, they commit to you. And they do, my accountant now will just phone me up and go, hey, I was thinking of doing this for you. And I'll be like, that's a great idea. And he'll be like, good, because I did it last night. I'm glad you approved. <laughs> He's committed nice. to me because we have a relationship. And if you go to stevedsims.com and sign up for my newsletter, <laughs> and then you can delete it, I don't care. The newsletter not only gives you this blue fishing playbook, but also it gives you a link to my video of the chug test. So you'll actually be able to see that uh, video itself. Oh, good, good, definitely. You also mentioned in the playbook that so many people in business are focused on how many likes am I getting? And is my Instagram cool enough? And I would love your comments on that. I think for our business listeners, maybe you should explain that a little bit further, your point of view. Well, unless you can phone up your mortgage at the end of the month and go, hey, uh, did you know I have 20,000 likes? You know, does that mean I don't have to pay my mortgage? If they say yes, then great. Likes are now worth something. But I've always said until I can pay my bar tab with likes, they mean nothing. It's the engagement. So if you can take that like from a like to a conversation to impact, then it's worthwhile. But all the time it sits on that no man's land of likes, it's really not worth it. I have no care. And they've talked about it. They won't do it. But they've talked about removing the like button so that it stops showing how many likes. That will never happen because right. people have a shallow existence and they need that to fulfill their life. But I say that we should get rid of the like button and just focus on the engagement. So your success is based on mindset, relationships, communication, fun, having fun in your purpose and your passion all have to be together. Purpose, passion. I know you said perfection is in the imperfection. So being willing yeah. to fail, getting a little messy and laughing and saying, okay, I can learn lessons from this and not letting any of that hold you back. Yeah. And I also probably one of the biggest P's is point. You know, what's the point? I'm very selfish. I won't move unless it moves the needle. It's either got to benefit you, got to benefit me, hopefully benefit us both, benefit the family, but there's got to be a point. And I think this is also an age thing. When you start getting into like 54 or over 50s, you go, do I need to go to that meeting? What's the point? You know, do I really need to communicate with that person? What's the right. point? So unless there's a point to it, don't do it. So I really do focus on the point. I've had people contact me just to give them a warning. They contact me and they go, hey, Steve, I'd love to have a beer with you. or I'd love to take you out for lunch. And I will respond and I'll be like, well, that's nice. Why? <laughs> and I've had people get really upset by that why question, but I want to know what's the point. You know, are you just I'm looking to... Yeah, I go to these networking events and it's like, yeah. well, do you want to meet for coffee? I'm like, well, we can talk right now. You can call me on the phone. We'll make an appointment on Zoom. But yeah. I agree with that. You know, what yeah. is What's the, the point? point? <laughs> yep, I always ask that. I ask it very direct. 
People will ask me something, I'll be like, great, what's the point? It may come across as brash and direct, but I look at it as respectful. I want to know if this is going to waste my time or your time. If you go, hey, I want to talk to you because I want to talk about hairstyles, that's a waste of time. And it's, <laughs> it's a waste of your time. So I just want to know if it's worth it. Well, I would love to have a whiskey and a beer with you sometime in our biker jackets. Go bike riding afterwards. Go have some fun. And the point is, because sometimes we just have to blow off steam and laugh a little. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You're just so much fun. Next time I'm out in San Diego, I may give you a buzz and see if we can go hang out and have that beer or whiskey. Guys, you you have heard the brilliance of Steve D. Sims, who is definitely known as the real wizard of Oz from Ford's and Entrepreneur Magazine, who has spoken at the Pentagon and at Harvard twice. And now you are lucky enough to have his words of wisdom and his beautiful, magnificent energy. So Steve, I want to thank you so much. Again, everyone, make sure you hear his podcast, The Art of Making Things Happen. The book is Blue Fishing. Same thing, The Art of Making Things Happen. Go to stevedsims.com to get his free newsletter and the playbook. You're going to love these quotes. You will use them in business and in life and in love. So with that, Steve, I want to thank you very much for your time and energy. You're just so totally cool. Thank you very much. That ends the lesson for today. Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne and the amazing Steve D. Sims. Okay, love angels and transformers. That's all we have time for today. I really want to thank Steve D. Sims, this incredible man for being on our show today and giving us some laughter and great education. We appreciate you sharing the show link with those you love and care about and giving us a five-star rating and a comment about what you liked about the show. Remember, you can reach out during the week for help at my website, rihannamilne.com. And while you're there, get the free resources, chapter downloads of my number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success which is all about the mindset for success that I teach. Also, get the free ebook, Why Nine Out of Ten People Struggle in Life and Love, and What You Can Do to Have the Love You Deserve. Take the four free love tests. You're going to learn a lot, and I will interpret each test that comes by my way that you complete. Because as always, I am here to help you create the life you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a very beautiful, blessed, amazing, fun, healthy, safe week. And I will see you next time. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.